What's up, world? We are excited to announce our summer community drive. We are giving back pencils, paper, binders, folders, and sanitizers for teachers in our community. If you want to help us out, subscribe to our Patreon. All the money raised on our Patreon goes to our community drives, and you get a bonus positive news episode every week. We appreciate all of you for listening to us. Now let's go to the positive news. Oh, what's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Michelle, before we get started, can you tell the people what they need to do to help us spread this positivity? Please like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. A five-star rating with a comment will help us out so much and help us continue to spread positive news throughout the world. We also have a Patreon where you can get an extra positive news episode, and you will also have the opportunity to help with our community drives. Check us out on Facebook at The Positive Truth to view these news stories and more. JP, what do we have for the world today? We have three inspirational stories. I really like mine. Ooh. So it's about an, a young lady in India. Her name is Fafma Ashla. And when she was three days old, she was diagnosed with brittle bones disease or osteogenesis imperfecta, OI. I was awful with that, so I'm going to call it brittle burnt bones disease from now on. And her father actually had it too. Hers, it, But hers was three times worse than her father's, right? Okay. And her father had a lot of opportunities taken away from him because everyone told him, like, since you have this and your bones break so easily, mm-hmm. you can't do what you want. So he told his daughter, don't let anyone ever tell you you can't chase your dreams. But it was tough because... She was so brittle, she's had she's had like 50 surgeries, she's broken bones all the time. She couldn't walk. They had to make a special desk for her to sit in. And she was like growing, going like elementary school, was really isolating because the kids were really nice, but they just treated you like you were this glass thing. They didn't treat you like an object. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask you about your day. The teachers were the same way. So she felt isolated. She didn't want to go anymore, and her father was like, nah open up, talk to people, be assertive. And whenever she started doing that, she started really enjoying school. When she got to class 10, that's how they do it in India, mm-hmm. she got a 90% and she went on to advanced schools. And they told her, be a humanitarians because you can't make it in science. She was like, oh, I wanna make it in science. So that's what she applied for. Yeah. But her family couldn't afford for her to go to essentially college for four years. Mm-hmm. So she took a crash course for one year. You have one test at the end. If you pass the test, you're good. But it's like four or five years of college in one year. Oh, boy. <laughs> and she couldn't go for a month because she broke her hip because, remember, she had brittle bones disease. Mm-hmm. So and She basically missed a year by missing that month. Exactly. And she couldn't. Like, you break a hip. Like, she cracked it in three places. You can't. You can't. You basically yeah. on your back. Yeah. Didn't matter. Passed with an eighty-five percent. She tries. She was like, "All right, I want to be a doctor." So she goes and applies, and the medical board saw her and was like, "No, not gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Sorry." So she was like, she went home. She was like, "Dad, you know," asked her family. She was sad. He was like, yeah, I understand. It's just really hard. She's like, no, you told me I can do whatever I want. So she studied to take the same test the next year. Mm-hmm. 
And she was like, I want to learn how to walk. Give me a walker. I don't care. I'm going to slowly figure out how to walk. So at 24, she learned how to walk for the first time ever. Awesome. Brittle bone disease, broken over 50 bones, had over 20 surgeries. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to figure out how to walk. Took the test, passed it, went in there on a walker, was like, hey, I passed the test again. And I taught myself how to walk. Let me into medical school, medical school, please. And they were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's 25, about to start her first year of medical school. I think it's really inspirational. That is inspirational. Dude, that's beyond inspirational. That's more than inspirational. <laughs> There's so many people out there that have all kinds of diseases that don't know what to do and they give up. Stories like this is what's going to get them off their, their couch, going to get them up and try to learn how to walk at 24, 25, 35 years old. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Her perseverance, insane. That, Facts. That is, wow. So, yeah, that's what I got. What do you got, Tim Tim? Man, it's hard to top that story. I'm not going to lie. But I do love my story as well. So I actually had a conversation with one of my former athletes. He's uh, entering his senior year of college, and he was like, hey, coach, I, I really had a bad couple of years of running. I really want you to train me this summer. I was like, hey, I'm running the marathon in October, of course. So, you know, we got into that conversation, and it just brought me back all these feelings of how important running is in my life. Then I found this story online. It's about this woman named Angela. I'm not going to butcher her last name, but I think it's Cologne. <laughs> so I'm going to call her Angela. But in, in 2006, Angela signed her kids up for this Taekwondo class because her friend Lisa you know, basically said, hey, let's do this for our kids. Matter of fact, they have an adult class too. We can sign up and work out with our kids. So they decided to do it. Angela realized really fast that she was out of shape. So her friend Lisa was like, hey, let's join this running club. They meet twice a week. We can do that. It'll be fun. Angela had no clue what to do about running. She didn't have the right gear, no, not the right apparel. She just didn't have any clue what was going on, but she had a lot of enthusiasm. So what she decided to do was run, and she fell in love with the sport. She got so good at it that she was running seven-minute miles with ease. But then in August of 2007, she found out she had Lyme disease. She had so much pain in her joints. Her ankles were swollen, her wrists were swollen, her shoulders were swollen. So between... August of 2007, in April 2009, she couldn't run, she couldn't walk, she couldn't change herself, she couldn't do anything that we normally could do on a regular basis because of Lyme disease. And in April of 2009, she said, I can't keep living like this, I need to try to run. So again, she was running seven minute miles before Lyme disease. After Lyme disease, her first run back, it took her 45 minutes to run a mile. And in this mile, she stopped, she walked, she jogged, she cried, she screamed at herself, and by the time she was done with this first run, she didn't want to do it anymore. But then that's where Lisa came back in. Lisa came back in and said, hey, I know you're hurting, we'll get back into it slow. Good conversation with her friend, it was like, I'm gonna try this again, we'll meet back with that running group that we used to run in. Lisa and her go to the running group on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This running group slowed down and ran with Angela every single run until she got back slowly. That first one that she came back and ran with them on that Tuesday, she said, after her run, right then and there changed her life. I want to do something to inspire people with Lyme disease, and I want to raise awareness for Lyme disease. So that's exactly what she did. She set a goal to run in a marathon, and not just any marathon, the New York City Marathon. She ran in it with Lisa. She finished the marathon in three hours, or I'm sorry, a little over four hours. And after running it, she got the addiction. I want to run another one. So <laughs> she set a goal to run in the Boston Marathon at 50 years old. She qualified. <laughs> she ran the Hartford Marathon, qualified for the Boston Marathon, ran it in three hours and 41 minutes. 
After that, she said, you know what? I wanna set a bigger goal. I wanna run the big five. Now the big five are five marathons all across the world, Boston, Chicago, New York, Berlin, and London. She wants to run in all of those while spreading awareness for Lyme disease. The reason why I love this story is because, again, it goes back to your story. Something negative happened to this girl. Somebody told her, hey, you can do whatever you want. You can do this. And that's exactly what she did. Now she's inspiring others that went through similar issues to do more with their life. And I just love it because, again, it's a running story. And on top of that, this woman had Lyme disease and started running marathons. All I had was some bad feet and I couldn't run a marathon, JP. So <laughs> I'm, I'm beyond impressed and inspired, man. That is a good come up. <laughs> you went from 45 minutes a mile to like right under three, four hours? Exactly. She went through all that pain with the when issues of Lyme disease. How old, how old was she when she picked up running? She was in her 30s, her late 30s. And so now she's over 50 doing all that? Running marathons on the regular. Wow. That takes so much dedication. Man. Crazy amount. That's a love for the sport for sure. That is, definitely. I can relate a little bit. <laughs> very, very little. <laughs> the love for the sport. And raise, raising awareness for a good cause, keeping people mm -hmm. inspired. Facts. Which is what we're talking about today. Do sabes. Before we get to Michelle's inspirational story, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where we all three talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives we encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well guaranteed to make your day so much more positive tim what are you grateful for man i am super grateful for running i'm going to talk about it for a second just because it again i've been doing different things over the last year and talking to my athlete working out again i just forget how therapeutic running actually can be for myself so i'm super grateful for it and i'm super grateful that i can still run I'm grateful that I can walk. Now that, like, just those two stories, I'm like, dang, I have two working legs. Like, Something simple that we take for granted on a regular mm -hmm. basis. I hear that. Yeah, it would really, really suck. I know, like, like I sprained my thumb. And it's like, I cannot do anything right now. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> like, like, I can, like, barely, like, start my car. It's just like you always take for granted these basic things you mm -hmm. use every single day. Yes, sir. I am grateful for music because I've developed this habit where I was kind of, I was definitely a messy kid and my grandfather would always tell me like, you just clean up a little bit a day, it'll be good. So I started cleaning after I get off work every day by listening to music and I've just told myself, no music till then. And yeah, it's been good. How has that been working for? I'm curious because that actually sounds really cool. I feel like you'd be more engaged into the music by not listening to it all day until then. Um, well, whenever I, my last meal of the day, I do what everyone tells you not to do. <laughs> I eat way after 8 o'clock and I eat a lot. <laughs> and I usually go like shower, shower, read, sleep. So I basically I'm just doing cleaning, shower, read, sleep. Ah. So, I mean, sometimes it just depends on my energy level. Sometimes it's 10, 20 minutes. Sometimes it's like 30 if I'm really into the music. But, like, the constant cleaning every night has been productive for sure. That's dope. Do you make your bed every day? I've never made my bed oh, once in my life. Maybe, like, <laughs> when my mom made me. Do my and is making me like do the bed and stuff. It's tough. It's tough. My parents showed me if every day you start off with making your bed, it'll be a much more productive day, and that's what got me through 
keeping my house clean in college. <laughs> That's how I kept it clean and organized and not all over the place. Yeah, there's a lot of psychology in that. If you wake up and do something, immediately you're more likely to keep doing, mm-hmm. being more productive. Go, go, go. <laughs> but back to the inspirational stories. What do you have, Michelle? Mine is actually about a man named Mark Cleon. So... He is a founder of a college-bound doorsher program. So essentially, they send um, formerly incarcerated or, um, you know, gang violence individuals to school. And they basically provide them with a stipend, not just for college, but also for high schoolers. And I think the most, what inspired me the most about this story is that Mark, um, growing up, he had, you know, lived in a bad neighborhood and he had just seen things go wrong. And that just like, you know, kind of reminded me of like my neighborhood and seeing him and the things he he does now. So him, after he graduated college, he wanted to give back to his community and create this program and try to mentor these younger kids um, and showing them that even though there are bumps in the road, you're going to overcome it, and there are places that will help you and can help you. And there's actually um, a woman, I forgot her name, and it's not in the news story, but um, she actually was a member of the program, and she was able to get her associate's degree with the help of Mark um, while after she was released from jail um, while having two kids. So it just goes to show you he's like helping them a lot with just not just like emotional help um but also financial help as well oh it's almost like rehabilitation should be a priority Hmm. it's almost like that's what helps people (laughs) what Hmm. interesting i I love that story whenever people walk through when they when they it's like walk a mile in my shoes type of thing Mm -hmm. he's been through what they've been through or similar stories so he's going back to help out his neighborhood i I love that story because that's those type of people who inspire me the most personally because yeah. I always want to go back and do whatever we can to help out the South Side as much as we can. So for me, whenever I hear people doing stuff like that, it gives me hope and makes me realize, yeah, Tim, you're on that right path. Stay focused. And you mm-hmm. can take what happened in your life that was a negative, whether you screwed up or you grew up in a bad environment and turn it to where you're turning into a positive helping people. Absolutely. Like, it's not... One thing I've realized over this past, like, six months or so, not everybody has that... I, I call it a superpower to see something and then turn it into a positive... Some people repeat it. They just don't know how to turn that into a positive or not make that mistake. So the people that can do that, that are doing things like him, is just beautiful, man. And sometimes it's hard to see the positive if you're drowning in the negative. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Create a support group, find a support group. It help out so much. If you don't have one, we can be one for you here at The Positive Truth. <laughs> hey, that's what exactly I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> caught that out. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a quote? Absolutely. If it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Quotes by Tim. And we'll be back. That's, I think that's what you're supposed to say. My we'll bad, be back. Michelle. We're going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back on Monday with more positive news stories. Yes, we will. Stay positive. <laughs>